Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and this is Friday. So happy Friday to you. And we are finishing up this week on relationships and how we do them well, how we have a kinder, gentler relationship, the, the different things that go into what creates, you know, the relationship not working, insidious, overlooked issues that we talked about Monday and Tuesday. And so today we are going to wrap this up with really, all, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of statements that are actually commitments to what I'm going to do to make my relationships work. So I want to start out with this beautiful verse in Galatians uh, chapter 5, and it's verse 22 and 23, and this is out of the New Living Translation. And it says, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. There's no condemnation that can arise when we are doing these things. There's no judgment that can come into a relating process when I am practicing these kinds of fruit in my relationship. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When I am practicing these, this, doesn't, th- this means that the relationship um, condition, the relationship environment is going to be much safer, much healthier and stronger, and we're going to get better behavior from everybody. And we're also going to talk about Luke chapter 6, 35, and we did this earlier this week. This is out of the Message Bible. And it says, I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives toward us, generous, generously and graciously, even when we're at our worst. Even when we are at our worst. Our Father is kind, you be kind. So here's the commitments. Here's the I wills, okay? I will, I commit, all these things, okay? First, number one, I will respect, understand, and accept gender differences, the unique hardwiring of each gender, and I will explore and respect the power of love languages, I'm going to understand temperament, personality. And we did those shows a couple of weeks ago. As a result, I will love the people in my life in a way that is most meaningful and powerful. Most meaningful and powerful to them, even if it's uncomfortable for me. 
even if it's uncomfortable for me, I will do these things. I will educate myself on understanding people better, and especially the ones that are closest to me. So number two, I will stop being so controlling, needing to have all the ducks lined up in order to be happy within my relationship. I will practice flexibility. Very important part. Number three, I will stop focusing on the externals. That's stuff I can't control. And I will commit to addressing my internal world, which is what I can control. So I will stop focusing on all the externals, because generally when we do that, we're focusing on negatives. I'm going to stop focusing on all the stuff I cannot control. And I'm going to commit to addressing me, me, the things I can control. And number four, I commit to working on my own issues. That is personal growth. Not working on your issues results in no personal growth. So I will commit to working on my own issues so that I'm not focusing on everybody else's and blaming them if I have bad behavior. Number five, I commit to appropriately dealing with my own stress and the subsequent spiritual, physical, emotional, social, and intellectual reactions. I'm going to commit to dealing with my own stress which means I'm going to deal with my spiritual self, my physical self, my emotional self, my social self, and my intellectual self. So that I make sure that I manage stress well. Number six, I will practice daily acceptance of myself and others. I'm going to do a hard reset every morning and a reset every night. So I will practice daily acceptance of myself and others realizing we are all mortal mistake-making humans. Daily acceptance. Number seven, I will refrain from infidelity and or pornography as a way to get my needs met. I will not give myself an excuse to participate in that damaging behavior because that damages your soul so deeply and it can never be undone. We can move past it, but our past is always going to be our past. And so if we've made these mistakes in the past, we can heal from it, repent from it, move on from it, repair whatever we need to repair and commit to not participating in that. And that, that really, you know, that, that, that really means not putting our toe in the water. That means not opening that door with people at work. That means knowing, uh-oh, I'm having some feelings about this person or thoughts that I know are not right. I better get a handle on my thoughts and my feelings or they will turn into action. So number eight, 
I will stop taking things so seriously and so personally. I will stop moralizing and judging others. I'm going to recognize the difference between abuse and dysfunction, right? Difference between hurt and harm. I can handle being hurt as an adult. I won't tolerate being harmed. So I will not tolerate abuse, but I have to interact with dysfunctional people because I'm one of them, right? So very important. And it's imperative for me to learn how to protect myself. If I'm unable to discern the difference between dysfunction and abuse, then I commit to finding and receiving professional services. This is being committed to myself and my own issues. So number nine, I will address and heal from codependency and boundary issues. So if I struggle with that need to control things outside of me so that I feel good inside of me and I can't be okay if you're not okay, and I don't know where I end and you begin, then I'm going to commit to healing and to learning how to do healthier relating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heal from codependency and boundary issues. Number 10, I will address any addictive behaviors, either my own or any individual in my life. And I will address as well compulsive disorders, such as workaholism, food, gambling, sex and love addiction, shopping, perfectionism, all these different things, overeating, undereating, these compulsive behaviors, we are going to commit to addressing these. Now, this doesn't mean that if you're struggling with this or somebody you love is, that addressing it will make it go away immediately. Addressing it is getting a plan. Addressing it is, is being able to trust that that person is knowing that what they're doing is not healthy and is actively working on, on something, trying to stop, working with somebody, talking with someone, going to see a therapist regularly. So when, when that person is doing that, we can then give them time, right? But we have to address it. We can't pretend. So if it's in your life, you need to address it. If it's in, someone, in the life of someone you love, it needs to be addressed. Number 11, I will address my assertiveness issues, which cause me to avoid expressing my feelings as well as being able to do healthy conflict and confrontation. So this is directly is related to also codependency. So I need to address assertiveness. Am I assertive or do I just get aggressive? So number 12, I'm willing to take care of myself. I'm willing to take care of myself, take responsibility for myself, be a healthy caregiver to myself, and not giving that responsibility to any of my primary relationships. So I'm not going to do, I'll take care of you over here. And so because I'm caring so much over here and being codependent, I'm not taking care of myself. So the person maybe that I'm living with has to take care of me. So I'm going to commit to taking care of me. And 13, I will deal with my own emotional baggage. 
any relationship or situation that is unresolved as it takes energy from the relationship. I'm not going to harbor resentments. I'm not going to keep score and lists. I'm not going to repeatedly bring up the past. So I'm going to really practice and deal with my own emotional baggage and take responsibility for it. I will practice the habit of forgiveness. I commit to practicing the habit of forgiveness for others and for myself. I will keep short lists and resist record keeping. So if I have forgiven, I have truly forgiven. I don't forgive, I don't say I'm forgiving you and then keep bringing it up or letting it be an ongoing wound. So part of forgiveness is, is making sure there's no residual emotional baggage, which indicates you haven't truly forgiven. So I will learn healthy communication skills, right? I'm going to learn ways to truly communicate my feelings, my thoughts, my needs, my hopes, my dreams, my desires, and I'm going to do it in a healthy manner. These are really imperative, really imperative to having the relationships that we really want to have. So number 16, I will invest time in my relationships because relationships require time. And we've talked about that at length. God knows that. God spends time with us. He's available all the time. Now, we as humans cannot be available all the time. But we need to recognize that our most significant relationships deserve our time. And I deserve time as well. So I will invest time in my relationships. Number 17, I will act like an adult. Okay, adults know how to get along. Even if I don't like someone, I can get along with them. I will be respectful, courteous, considerate, and thoughtful, even when they are not. Because I'm an adult, so I will manage my own side of the street. It's very similar to driving, right? If the person next to me is not driving well, what do I do? I try to drive better. If the person next to me is, looks like they're impaired or they're getting close to road rage, I don't honk my horn at them and flip them off, right? Very unhealthy behavior. If someone is not driving well, we all try to drive better so that we avoid a crash. And we hope they get their act together, right? So we don't participate in it and make it worse. Well, this is what we do. I will act like an adult. I will be respectful, courteous, considerate, and thoughtful even when they're not, even if I don't like them. I will respect the fact that God loves that person even if I don't like them, even if they're unpleasant. So number 18, I will keep confidences. I will not expose a weakness or make fun of it. 
I won't shame someone. I won't keep bringing up mistakes they have made. And I won't tell other people about their dirty laundry, right? God covers. Jesus covers our sin. Satan is constantly bringing it up. Constantly. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's constantly telling God how bad Cynthia Hyatt is. And God says, the debt's been paid. I covered it. So to God, that's a non-issue with the enemy. With me, because I'm in relationship with God, he addresses it. And, and helps with kindness, compassion, no judgment, patience, long-suffering. As I work through and let him complete that good work. So we don't expose the people we love publicly. We don't make fun of them. We don't use going out to dinner with another couple as a way to let that other couple know all the things that our spouse has done. We don't shame them. So number 19. I want to be the person that leaves you better because of your interaction with me. I do not want to be the person you have to quote-unquote heal from. So the commitment here is I commit to being the person that leaves you better because you interacted with me, not the person that causes you to have to go to therapy, right? Now, that doesn't mean I do it every time. Truthfully, I have to tell you, I, I mean, I practice these things. The reason I write all these is because I practice them, but I am not perfect. And so one of the other commitments is, if I mess up, I will fix it. If I mess up, I will fix it. And the counterpart to that commitment is, if you mess up, I will let you fix it. If we mess up, we will fix it. That's the commitment. Number 20. And if you only do this one, if you only do this one, you would have accomplished every single commitment I just listed. I will resist and manage my own selfishness. Because not doing these is selfish. Not doing these only comes from selfishness. So I will resist and I will manage my own selfishness. I will call myself out. I will repent. I won't be in denial about it. I'm not going to hide from myself and pretend like it's not happening. Because we all are selfish. We all are to one degree or another. And you have to remember that the way God has created the world, energy, it either gets more one way or less. So if I'm selfish and I don't manage it, it's just going to become more selfish. If I manage it, it becomes less. But it's always going to be there. 
So I love this uh, statement on selfishness by Oscar Wilde, and I think I read it last week. And this is, selfishness is not living as one wishes to live. It's asking others to live as one wishes to live. So selfishness is not living as one wishes to live. It's asking others to live the way you want them to live. And that is the heart of selfishness. So it's, it, selfishness is not about living the way that I should be living and being on my own game. It's about wanting the world to change around me so I don't have to change. And that's immaturity. So we're going to commit to being grown-ups. We're going to commit to managing our own inner child and our own inner world so that we are truly safe people. So that the world sees us different so that we can be in the world but not of it so we can bring into God's world more of Jesus instead of being corrupted by the world because we're weak and won't practice these things because what that does what that means is then we have to create little worlds for ourselves because we're not strong enough to go out into God's world and actually change the world. So we want to be those people of resiliency, of self-control, that is able to actually affect the world positively so that people want to be like Christians, want to be like us. So they want to know, why are you like that? What's so different about you? So that we are attracting people and this takes effort. But listen, you would not be listening to this show if God didn't call you to do this and know you could. You wouldn't be listening to these shows. The really brave people listen to these shows because they're not always easy to listen to and they're not always easy to hear. So I want you to know how thankful God is that you are willing to listen, to be taught, to actually entertain Wow, that might apply to me. That hurts, but I needed to hear that. And that's showing up as a grown-up. It really is. And God will really honor it. Because every single one of us was created for a reason, and you are the only one that can do you. You are the only one that can affect the world in your own unique way. And that is why God created you. So part of being the best version of you, make sure that what God needed to do through you actually happens. And I'm telling you, when that happens, you're going to love it. It's wonderful to feel like you're actually impacting the world positively and that you're actually doing what God has created you to do. And that, that may mean just being an adult. That may be all he needs. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I hope you have a great day, a great weekend. Be your own best version. And God loves you deeply.
To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.